freedom 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 over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome first of all welcome this is unsolicited perspectives i am your host bruce anthony thank you for listening and watching wherever you get your podcast and video podcast subscribe share like comment and rate us you can find us on instagram youtube and twitch at unsolicited underscore perspectives on twitter and tiktok at unsolicited underscore per watch us live every thursday night 7 30 p.m eastern on youtube and twitch our audience continues to grow with each and every episode and i humbly thank you on today's episode we're talking about a viral tiktok video Drag cranes are groomers, and a very interesting story about me from back in the day. First things first. So, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting uh, conversation. So, there was this viral TikTok video about this woman that went on a date. And I had my initial responses to this date, um, but I wanted to look at it from a different perspective. You know, as we're as I've obviously shown on this podcast, I'm always trying to get different perspectives, uh, different opinions about different things to formulate a, an opinion about something that I think is more informed. So. I had my response as a male to this, but I enlisted a lot of female friends and I actually put it on my Instagram account uh, for anybody to DM me uh, and tell me what they thought about this from a female's perspective. And I got some interesting feedback. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the TikTok. This TikTok is from Defana underscore Demont. That's D-A-F-N-A underscore D. I-A-M-A-N-T. Uh, this is about a first date. It uh, went viral. So I'm going to play the clip first so you guys can hear what she had to say. And then I'm going to give my response to it. And then I'm going to tell you all the responses that I got from a female and what I learned. So that's going to be the entire breakdown for this segment. But without further ado, let me go ahead and play this TikTok for you. Guys, I just got back from a hinge date. Why am I doing this to myself? So we scheduled to go to dinner. We are sitting at the restaurant. Seems very nice. Not a catfish. Things are going well. And the waitress comes over. She wants to take our order. And I said, okay, I'm going to take the Branzino. And he said, I'm going to take the burger. And the waitress asked him, Okay, how do you like your burger? So how he likes his burger. And do you want some cheese on your burger? And he asked, is this going to be extra? And she says, yes, it's $3 extra. And he said, okay, then never mind. Over there and I'm like, what the actual fuck? I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my friends, you know, and see what happens. And he's like, oh my God, you have to pay extra for everything these days. And I'm like, yeah. New York City. So I got my Bernzino, he got his burger, we were eating. And once I was satisfied, I got up and I was like, I'm going to the restroom for a second. I took my purse and I went to the waitress 
And I was like, hey, I just want to pay the bill. And I just paid the bill and walked out of the restaurant and I texted him. So I texted him, the check is taken care of. You should have gotten the cheese. And I blocked him. Guys, I just. Okay. So I have uh, a lot of thoughts about this. My initial thought was, what the hell? And and I will quote a friend of mine that gave me a, a very great adjective to describe what I thought of this person. I don't like to call people weird. I think that's a dismissive term. It's a derogatory term. And just because somebody is different from you doesn't make them weird. I said it would make, I used to describe these people as different, right? That person is different than me. But even then, that's kind of a, a negative connotation that goes along with that. So my friend came up with a very interesting adjective and say that's unique, right? It is unique. That's not inherently negative. It's just unique to that person. Everybody has their own uniqueness. So I felt like this person was very, very unique, uh, especially in the way that she handled it. Now, my initial problem was that if you thought if you thought so low of the person because they didn't want to pay the three dollars for the cheese everybody has their own preferences right like I, I i love one time what my uncle said he was being approached by this woman and this woman asked him why he only liked a certain type of woman why she wasn't his type and he said hey i like what i like and that always that has always stuck with me. You like who you like. There's no real rhyme or reason for it. You just like who you like. And, you know, this woman decided that that particular action was something that, that she wouldn't like. I'll talk about that later. My problem, the initial problem that I had was not that she wanted the, to not see him again, right? You could tell him that face to face, say, hey, look, after the date, hey, look, that kind of bothered me. I don't think that we should see each other again in a romantic setting. Maybe we could be friends, maybe not. But in a romantic setting, I don't really think this would work for me. And that's OK. Right. Like, that's OK. To basically go pay the bill, which was a nice gesture. Let's not let's not push that to the side. That was a very nice gesture for her to pay the bill, right? Uh, so I'm not going to take that away from her. But what was salt in the wound was escaping out through the back. He's sitting at the table thinking that she's just going to the restroom. She goes, pays the bill. Nice gesture. Uh, and then darts out and sends him a text basically saying, you should have got the cheese. I don't want to see you again. And then block him? This, there's only a few people that I blocked in my life. And it's because I said, hey, look, I'm not interested. Stop contacting me. This is getting annoying. And they didn't listen. And then I had to block them. But I'm not just randomly out here blocking folks just because I'm like, hey, I, you know, things didn't work out in a date. Like, I'm going to block you. Like, that's, that is so childish to me. And very, very immature. That's not the proper way to handle it as a date. I would say 
the karma is going to come back. The energy that you put out is the energy that you get. So if that's the way you handle things, if it's the slightest bit of discomfort, oh, when you're like in a situation where you really dig in a person, it's going to come back to you. Trust me, the energy that you put out is energy that you get. That's the reason why I try to put out positivity. I mean, sometimes I put out some negativity, you know, but uh, most of the time I try to put out positivity. I mean, I'll bust you in your ass if you talk some ish, but, but you know, most of the time I just try to be positive, right? All right. So I have a problem with the way that she left. <sighs> the cheese. Now, it is New York City and things are more expensive. This is absolutely true. Uh, and that that is a problem, right? And $3 for a piece of cheese? Okay, this person is being financially responsible for saying, hey, I want a burger, but I don't want to pay $3 extra for some cheese. Because probably that burger is already close to $20 anyway. And when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, paying $23 to $25, paying, paying above $20 for a burger, a burger is ridiculous no matter what city that you live in. Like, that's just absolutely ridiculous. And that's let's not talk about the ditches she got and a dish that he got. Maybe he was thinking to himself, hey, I want to take it to a nice place for a first date. That's cool, right? He wasn't thinking that she was going to get what is probably the most expensive dish on the menu. Once again, that's what she wants to do. He invited her out. He asked her out. Cool. Ain't no thing. He's like, all right, so this bill is going to be significantly higher because what she got, I'm just going to get a burger. And maybe he got a burger because he was just like, look, I'm already not feeling this girl. Maybe he was turned off by the fact that she got the most expensive dish. And he was like, I'm just going to get a burger. Hurry up. Get the hell up out of here. Right? Maybe. Like, I, I don't know his side. I only know her side. And I can only put myself in his, shoe, in his shoes. And I've been on days before where a woman get buck wild with ordering stuff. And it's just like, yo, I was not expecting to spend this amount of money on this date. And, and you got to think about it, ladies. Like, on the real, y'all aren't paying for most of these dates. Now, there are some situations out here where I'm learning these young cats is out here talking about split the bill and you can pay the bill on the first date. I don't know. I'm old school. The man always pays the, the for the first date, right? If y'all do a bunch of things, right, if y'all go to a bunch of different places and maybe she wants to buy a round on the first date, cool. Like, you ain't got to pay for everything, especially if y'all if y'all get dinner and then go bar hopping or something like that, and she wants to pay for, like, one of the last things because you've been paying all night, you know, yeah, you, that's that's cool. But for, for the for the first date, the guy should, should pay. I'm old school like that. Every date after that, I feel like whoever invites who, who else out, it's their responsibility to pay. Right. Like I may pay on the second date, even if she invited me out. But when we get to that third date, it's whoever invited who out. Whoever invited who out, that's who's paying. Right. Because you ain't going to sit here and milk me for all my money just to feed you. And you got to understand if, if, if guys are out there dating, you ain't the only girl that he's dating. And he got to pay for all these first dates I had when I was actively, actively dating. I had money set aside. Each month for dating money because it's like, hey, look, most of the time I'm paying and I I gave my 
one of my old roommates, 50 First Dates. I stole that title from him because now I'm Mr. 50 First Dates. Like I'll go on the first date with you. If I'm not, I'm at that age now. If I don't feel that vibe, like I'm not going to go on a second date with you. We could be friends. We could be cool, but I'm not going to date you anymore because I, I didn't get that vibe. So maybe this, all this stuff is going through his head. I'm only placing myself in his shoes because I don't know his side of the story. But her response to it, not even really asking, okay, so like, why don't you want to pay? If his re- initial reaction is just because I don't want to pay $3 for a piece of cheese. I know what some of the responses that I got from women were, and I know what my response was to her response and that she thought he was cheap. But no. $3 for a piece of cheese, that's just a little bit ridiculous. So those were some of my initial uh, reactions to this TikTok. So because I was only looking at it from a male's point of view, because I'm a, I'm a male, uh, I'm a cis male, uh, so I can only look at it from my point of view. I can't project what women should think when I ask women. So put it on my Instagram Put the TikTok on my Instagram and said, hey, women, what do you think of this? Write me in my DMs. I'm going to put your responses on my show. Uh, I asked a few of them to come on. The sh- a few people had certain responses. I was just like, that's interesting. I would like to talk about it. Will you come on the show? They were a little too shy. I get that. Not everybody wants to do this. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm not going to invite anybody on the show. I'm just going to read a bunch of the responses. And then after I read a bunch of the female perspective responses, then I'm going to give my response to their response. So uh, let me go ahead, pull them up, read them out for you, and you guys can formulate your own opinion, but I'm going to give my opinion about what they said. Okay, so... This response, I'm not going to put her name out there, but she's my bestie. And she was the first person that I sent uh, the TikTok to. And this was her response. Ha, what? Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, I'm lost on that one. And I was like, yeah, uh, just because he didn't want to pay the $3 for his cheese, she decided to block him and never talk to him again. She seems like the toxic one, not him. All right. So this is just our conversation. And I called the woman toxic but she's unique, not toxic. And my friend said, absolutely. I don't understand the rationale. I understand that we typically see the first date as an interview, but it's stuff like this that makes people feel like you can't be themselves or be honest. And Brazino is also the most expensive dish, right? Um, and I, and I told her, yeah, it is expensive. That's the reason why I'm always ordering chicken tenders. Uh, and then she was like, she's judgmental. And honestly, the guy dodged a bullet. Um, and then she said, I should be using this as a litmus test. And, and I, and I agree. Uh, it's good to have something like this though, because it really gets at the heart of how someone feels. If you were to ask women directly how they feel about men spending, they'd say something like, Oh, that's not important to me. I take care of myself, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of women are shallow and greedy. Hmm. Now, me and my bestie have a unique relationship where we are brutally honest and she gives me a, a woman's perspective, her perspective as a woman on certain things. And I never thought about women being shallow and greedy. I know that's often something that men will say uh, that that women are shallow and greedy. And, and I don't know if I've been lucky. I have 
definitely coming across more than a few women who are shallow and greedy, but I've also come across a lot of women who are not shallow and greedy, who will pay and not even the pump fake. I feel like every woman on the first date should do the pump fake. If you don't know what the pump fake is, the pump fake is when the bill comes to the table, you act like you're reaching for your credit card or wallet or something. And the guy's supposed to say, what are you doing? Don't disrespect me like that. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm treating you. But it's the gesture. It's the pump fake of the woman to say, hey, you know, I'm not using you for your money. So that was a interesting uh, per, uh, perspective uh, about that. And I sent it to another friend of mine, uh, and her response was a little bit different from my bestie. So her response was, that's strange. Dude sounds cheap AF. And and I said, him not wanting to put cheese on a burger because it's an extra $3 as cheap as F, and that is a reason to walk out on a date? Her response was, not a reason to walk out, but it's a turnoff. If he'll do that on date one, he'll probably do it in the future many, many times. And it is uncomfortable or unattractive to her. She has every reason to want to leave the date and not see him again. I probably wouldn't walk out on a date, but I'd never see him again after either. And uh, I was like, okay, that was interesting. So that was just two responses, but I, I had to pull out more. I had to see who else had things to say. And so I hit up another really good friend of mine. She's been a friend of mine for for years. And uh, this is what she has to say. She's ridiculous. Who cares? $3 is a lot for a damn slice of cheese, which it is. If he doesn't want to pay the excessive fee, doesn't mean he's cheap, just doesn't think that the cost is worth the slice. For me, cheese is a must. For others, they could take it or leave it. He didn't want it that bad to judge everything on that one thing is crazy. Uh, then, then she sent it to a couple of her friends. One of her friends kind of agreed and said, Hmm, I would think it's weird that he didn't get the cheese, but not enough to stop talking. I'm frugal. Sometimes I've seen red flags before that. And I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty much, you know, on standard. Then another friend, another friend, another female said, I wouldn't have paid unless he asked me and then I would still block him. LOL. I've never paid on dates at the beginning unless it gets more serious. So that person says never paid on dates. Okay. But there was a really, really interesting conversation. I had another friend of mine who had a different perspective. She said, ha. When I asked her about her response to the video, she said, hi, I wouldn't pay the check. That was above and beyond. I thought it was a very nice gesture. If you're going to block me, I guess at the very least you could pay the check. That's just my own personal response. I'm going to get back to my friend's response. It's a minor red flag for me. My dad has been super stingy, so I grew up with that. It's not a deal breaker for me. However, if they keep dating and he's showing other red flags of not paying for things, I think that could be more concerning. Is he avoiding activities, backslash experiences because of the cost of money? Is he willing to sell for cheaply made stuff, making his life harder in some way by not purchasing something? Then it's time to say bye-bye. And 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 okay, so like, that was something I didn't even think about, right? I didn't even think about in, in the woman's mind on the TikTok that the wheels are turning 
And she's saying to herself, well, wait a minute. If he won't pay for a $3 piece of cheese, what else will he not pay for? And there is a thing of being so cheap that you don't do certain activities. I, I've been accused of that before in the past. Uh, I don't think I'm cheap. I don't think I'm frugal. I think I'm not smart with my money. Uh, but I think that if I can find what I want at a cheaper price, I will search out to do that. But she brought up a very valid point. Like, will he buy stuff that's cheaper, that's cheaply made that you will have to either replace? And I'm the king of that. I will spend money on my televisions. I will spend money on my technology. Let me rephrase it. I will spend money on my technology. I will spend money on shoes. I got a ridiculous amount of shoes, more specifically Jordans. Y'all know how much those cost. My clothes, I am not above getting clothes from Fashion Nova. I'm not above it. And I know those are cheaply made clothes, but I'm not above getting clothes from Fashion Nova. Um, I'm not above, well, I haven't bought any clothes from Target. Um, I won't do that. But like the cleaning supplies, like, look, the Target brand or the Walmart brand, generic brands do just fine, except for dishwashing. Soap, not liquid, but actually both. Don't get the generic brands of those. Uh, but yeah, so like she brought up a very valid point. But when it comes to the activities, I don't travel that often. But when I do go on vacation, I make sure that money is not an issue because I want to go out and have fun. And I've taken a couple of trips, obviously, with my ex-wife uh, and a few other girlfriends, taking a couple of trips to different places. And it's it's like I'm Jermaine Dupree and Jay-Z. Money ain't a thing. Like, we're going to go out and have fun. And when I go out, I go out and have fun because I budget for that type of stuff. But my friend did bring up a valid point of the in this woman's mind, she could be thinking further on down the road. And each woman is different. Some women say, hey, look, it's a turn off. You cheat. I don't want to be bothered. One woman even brought up the fact that, OK, this three dollars on cheese, which I think it's women think further along than, than men do. But this this piece of cheese is three dollars. What will you like not spend money on in the future? One of the women said, well, do you even make enough money to support a family? And I'm like, wow, you know, on the first date, that's what you're already thinking of. Men and women just think differently. Like when I go on the first date, I don't project what this person could be in the future. I project, do I want to see this person again? That That's basically when it comes down to like the idea that that people one, the idea that people go on dating sites or go out there and date because they're trying to find somebody to settle down with. I'm not saying the notion isn't good, but the action is poor. Let me explain. If you're specifically going out with a set goal, you might settle for things that you wouldn't normally settle for because you want to accomplish that goal. So, and, and I've been a prisoner of it. I've said to myself, all right, man, I'm tired of out here hoeing around. I want to settle down with one girl and go out on dates and get myself in a situation where I settle down with a girl and realize after a couple of months, we probably should have dated longer so that I could have really gotten to know her to decide if I really wanted to be exclusive and just be with her. And, and I think that you should. You need to date. 
the last person I, I the last person I had a relationship with, we dated for a good four to five months before we decided, hey, do we want to do we want to do this? And I think that's the way to go because it takes that long to really get to know somebody. So to make those type of presumptions on a first date, it, that's a tough one for me. But once again, this is a, a female's perspective, and like I didn't think about that, and, and I don't really. I don't go off of even what my bestie said where the first date is an interview. Like, I'm not going to be interviewed. Like, I feel like that's really impersonal. And I like to do things like I want to get to know you. So I'm not I am going to ask you questions. Right. But I'm going to ask you questions in a natural conversating session. And 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 it's not going to be a situation where I got a list of questions that I got to get to to find out. That's the whole process of dating and getting to know somebody. Um, but back to this TikTok, and, and after hearing females' responses, the majority of them were, she's a unique person. But also, what I also learned is women actually, this is something that they think about. The ideas of, I'm putting my own twist on what women said, but what I read, and, and I could be projecting, uh, what I read from women is that idea of a man being a provider is still very much a thing. Um, as much as we progress in a society um, where women are getting close to equal footing, don't get it twisted. Women are still paid less than men, uh, still treated poorly in the workplace. Um, like it's, it's, it's not true equality yet. It's closer. It's getting better. But to say that the, the, the process is done, that's not the case, right? Um, but to, to, to have out there that some women are still in that provider phase, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as that's established up front, right? If you want to establish that while y'all are dating, hey, I expect a man to be the provider. Are you capable of doing that? Hey, if that's the way you rock. There is nothing wrong with that. That's the way you walk. That's the way you rock. You just got to make sure that you find somebody that's compatible with you. And and it, this woman felt like it. This person wasn't going to be compatible with her. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with her deciding that that wasn't going to work out for her, because her interests don't need to be my interests. I don't have to uh, agree with her. There doesn't have to be somebody who is right or wrong in the scenario. What I think was wrong, was not addressing it to the person directly. And I think it was a punk move to skate out and not talk to him directly, send him a text and then block him. That's So after all of those conversations and all of it boiling down, uh, that's, that's where I came to my conclusion. And then there were some uh, NBC News did an interview um, where you know she said the story wasn't true and it was actually a conversation that she had uh with the person on a date that she overheard from somebody at the next table and whether that's true or not uh you know we don't know because she received a lot of backlash from her tiktok which by the way in continuation of my conversation with my sister about the the tiktok from the therapist What's wrong with people attacking other people and saying hateful things? She got so many hateful comments like you should die. Look, the only people that should die are people that hurt children and animals and not animals as in, you know, you're hunting to, to feed, you know what I'm saying? Like, like torturing animals and things like that. Like 
you hurt children, you torture animals, then you should die. Other than that, the, even if you murdered somebody, you might have had a reason, right? I don't think that you shouldn't be punished if the reason was wrong, but to die, like, no. Children, you hurt children, you torture animals, you should die. You put out a TikTok complaining about something that you feel like is valid. People can disagree with you. But yo, y'all evil people out there that are just leaving horrible comments telling other people to die. No, you die. So I'm putting the third, I'm putting a third group on the list. The people that hurt kids should die. People that torture animals should die. And the people that attack other people on social media telling them that they should die should die also. Go to hell. That's enough of the funny stuff. Let's get let's get down to something pretty serious. There is a new controversy that is being pushed by the ultra right, and that is that drag queens are coming for your kids. Now, I, I talked about this a little bit on my talking straight ish show where I gave my real uncensored opinions about that. And I'm not going to take this opportunity to give my uncensored opinions. Uh, I'm just going to give my opinion. These people are stupid. It's all you often find the alt right are really pushing all the hate in this country. And, and they'll say that they're the ones that are being canceled when they are literally trying to cancel everything. So there's been some sweeping uh, legislation over the last year. It's been anti-drag, um, trying to keep the the drag queens away from children. Um, there was a bill that passed in Tennessee last week uh, restricting adult cabaret performances in public or in the presence of children. Uh, it bans them from occurring within 1,000 feet of school public parts or places of worship, basically saying it can't have drag shows anymore. Uh, it's also a month ago, at least nine GOP-led uh, led state legislators were pushing similar anti-drag bills. Uh, and of course, you can expect that as part of the anti or the Stop Woke Act in Florida. Um, and I'm not going to get into what I think about the legislation I already have on my talking straight issue. What I'm going to talk about is the alt-right and their push to just not be decent people. Look, if you go throughout the course of history in this country, specifically, the alt-right have always been the ones to push and ban almost everything, right? They're the ones that uh, started prohibition, right? And it's funny if you go along the intersections of what they deem as important, um, they're, they're, they're putting this legislation in effect to protect children. But if you look along the lines of the people that are for legislation that is basically anti-drag, what you'll also see, and I haven't done any research, but I just know, I know this to be the case. Right. I know this to be the case because certain issues tend to fall in the same place when you deal with the ultra right. That they are strong Second Amendment people. And let's not get this twisted. I'm a strong Second Amendment person as well. I believe in the right to bear arms with control. Right. Um, but 
these people are putting in this anti-legislation for drag shows to protect children, but won't pass laws to make sure there are no more school shootings. So, or, or this is a better one. This is a better one. Or we'll try to pass legislation to end free school breakfast and lunch for kids. So it's not really about protecting the kids, right? It, this legislation is not about protecting the kids. It's about anti-drag, which in essence is about anti-LGBTQ. That's, that's what this all is about, okay? So putting all the cards on the table, let's be truthful and honest. They don't give a damn about the kids. What they care about is controlling others and making it be this cookie cutter America that is white, Christian, straight. Their version of what is considered a nuclear family. I say all that, that this is BS, because with all this legislation that's being passed to ban kids from being anywhere near drag shows, and effectively, and in a lot of states like in Tennessee, trying to end drag shows completely, which it's canceling, ultra right. If you if you didn't know what that was, that's that's canceling, by the way. Um, what's not getting talked about is the fact there is not one case, and trust me, I've researched and looked. There is not one case that demonstrates drag queens and child molestation of any kind. There isn't. And believe you me, if there was any truth to it at all, it'd be front and center on Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, all those. I tell you what I did find while doing a little bit of research, and it, it really wasn't that hard. All you had to do was say uh, Google search child cases in, in the U.S., and I came across two stories. And I'm just going to read the stories to you. This first one is from Fox 4 News out of Texas. And it reads, North Texas youth pastor who sexually abused 14 girls released from prison early for good behavior. Okay. Uh, that's just the beginning. The youth pastor found to have sexually abused 14 girls at a Denton Bible church and another church in Little Rock, Arkansas, was released from prison early for good behavior. Robert Swiftlift was released from prison on January 11th, 2023, after serving 25 months behind bars for repeatedly sexually assaulting two girls. Let me repeat that in case you didn't hear it. This man served 25 months. For those of you that aren't good at math, that's two years and one month for sexually assaulting two girls, underaged, sexually assaulting two girls. He has to register as a sex offender. Why? Because he's a sex offender. Who was this again? This was a North Texas youth pastor, not a drag queen. 25 months. We're protecting the children? That's what they're saying, right? We're protecting the children from drag queens. Last I checked, that, well, maybe, maybe the North Texas youth pastor was a drag, drag queen. 
which maybe it was. I think that would have been brought up in the article. It was not. But that wasn't the only that wasn't the only article I found this week. Check this out. This is just the headline. I'll read a bit of the story. Wichita police officer arrested, booked for child sex crimes. Let me repeat that because sometimes headlines can be, you know, uh, just to grab your attention can be a little misleading. But I'm going to read the headline one more time. Wichita police officer arrested, booked for child sex crimes. But that's just a headline. What does the actual article say? And this article is coming from KWCH 12 News out of Kansas. All right. Wichita, Kansas. The Wichita Police Department confirmed the arrest of one of its officers for child sex crimes. A news release from the WPD said that Segwick County Sheriff's Office arrested off-duty officer Brock England on charges of sexual abuse of a child younger than 12 and lewd molestation. So, I'm just going to pause for a second and point out one thing that I did not read in any one of those articles was a drag queen. What I read was a youth pastor and a police officer. Those that are actually here to give guidance on one and to protect and serve on the other. Child sex crimes. And I mean, this is like, if you just search your local news, you'll find teachers, police officers, you'll find all different people from all walks of life molesting and sexually assaulting children. What you will not see are Jack Queens. They're literally reading to the children and educating them, but they're the problem. I, and, and you got to also look at where the narrative is coming from. It's coming from the alt-right who will lie, who will lie to get what they want. All right, I'm going to bring this all back because I'm starting to, I, I'm starting to get heated and I'm starting to, to just talk that ish. And we're not talking that ish on the main show. Like I'm not going to do it. But, but the point of the matter is, is you got to pay attention to these false negative uh, narratives. Right. I was talking to an individual earlier today who said, hey, did you hear about the KFC hack? And I was like, what's that? And he said, well, uh, if you eat a bucket, an eight piece bucket of chicken. Within an hour and you go up to them at the, at the front counter and say, hey, my bucket is empty. I would like a refill. You get a refill. And I said, um, that doesn't sound right. All right. But, but I'm naturally a. A contrarian, like when stuff doesn't make sense to me, I'm naturally going to, I'm going to question everything all the time anyway. Like that's just who I am. But like, this didn't make sense to me. And it's like, ah, that doesn't sound like it's right. So the person showed me, yeah, no, no. It's found it on TikTok and it had captions and everything. I said, oh, okay. Did a quick Google search. First thing popped up, article from today.com. They gave the whole backstory about how a TikToker had done this and, and had put it on their TikTok page and they had contacted KFC and the KFC said, this is absolutely not true. Didn't take much research to disprove it. And when I explained it to this person, nope, got an article right here that quoted KFC saying that it's just not true from a reliable source, today.com. Uh, you got it from TikTok. Well, it seemed really credible from TikTok. And and this person is 
fairly intelligent, right? People getting their news from Twitter. I can't knock them because I have a Twitter account and I get news from Twitter. It's a, it's an easy way to get uh, real live updates and news articles if you're following the right people uh, and you're following the right news organizations to get instant access to information and news. And you got to use critical reading and critical thinking as you're getting this news because, yes, the media is trying to sell you on something because the media is a business. The, the idea of, of old school journalism is still out there, still prevalent for some news organizations. But I mean, it's a business as well. And anytime there's a business, there's a little bit of corruption or a lot, a bit of corruption, and you can get faulty information. So I like to get information from Twitter. And then if I read something that I don't really think is accurate, I will do it real quick Google search to like, is this true? Is this not true? What are the basis of it? Really doesn't take much, right? So if you take a real quick Google search, there are no drag queens that are out molesting kids, but there are people that are entrusted to protect children that are molesting kids. So shouldn't the argument and shouldn't the legislation be against the people that are actually hurting the kids as opposed to this phantom boogeyman? I would think so. Wouldn't you think so? But that doesn't fit the narrative. If you already have a distaste in your heart for people of the LGBTQ community, anything that fosters that hate or backs up that hate that makes you feel better about yourself because now you don't hate these people for no reason. There's a reason behind it. And what's the worst thing? I've said it before. What are the worst things that you can do? Hurt children, torture animals. And, and, and the third one is now telling people to kill themselves in social media, right? Um, like that's the worst. Those are the three worst things. So if you really want to attack a group of people, just call them child molesters. That's an easy go-to. But then you got people out here like Jared from Subway, and I just finished watching that documentary. And then when it came out that 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 he was a child predator, I didn't really do any research on it at that time. I was just like, oh, wow, Jared from Subway, child predator. And then when you watch the documentary and you do some more digging because documentaries come at a slant. Right. They're, they're never most of the time they aren't giving you uh, fair treatment from both sides. Most of the time it's coming from a particular point of view that they're trying to get across. So always do your research, even after watching a documentary to find out what's true and what's not true. Um, it didn't take much research to find out that his whole children's foundation was just basically a front for him and his and his president of the foundation to get their rocks off with kids. That's that's what it was. And here he was fronting around like all he wanted to do was help children. So the people that we actually have around kids, we need kids. We need to do a better uh, background check. Be a little less trusting. I like to go to the park. And just listen to the birds and my favorite sound in the world are children laughing. The worst sound in the world to me are children crying. Uh, but my favorite sound in the world are children laughing. Right. And so I'll open the door sometimes in the courtyard of my apartment building. You can open up the windows and you can hear kids in the courtyard just playing. And it's the the it's the purest form of joy uh, that there is because kids are the most 
innocent. They haven't been corrupted yet. Um, and so you just hear that and it, it warms my heart, right? I'm not going to no park and sitting on a bench to go watch kids play. That is creepy, right? Like that's that's creepy. I used to, there's this place that used to be open down the street. It was called CC's Pizza. And he used to give like these, these pizzas that were real cheap. It was like a pizza buffet. I used to go in there with my ex-wife because I felt comfortable. I could go in there with my ex-wife. But I was never comfortable going in by myself. Why? Because there's kids running all around. And what does it look like with a big grown man in a place with kids when all I really want is just that buffet-style pizza? I just wanted as much pizza as I could possibly get, all different types, and one sitting for, for the low, low price. That's all I want, but I can't go in there by myself. Why? Because you look creepy. And you know what? That is really creepy <laughs> right like like i if a guy is just sitting at the park by himself and he ain't with no kids you should question that right if a guy's going into cc pizza all by himself you should question that we should be questioning these things we should be questioning why adults are so close with children in settings that could be private, like the youth pastor, they had gone on. Uh, later, later in the article, it talked about he had uh, sexually assaulted a girl while going on a uh, church retreat. So he was the chaperone at this church retreat that was like a camping situation. Yo, these things should be questioned. Why was he the only chaperone? How did other people not know what was going on? Why were we not paying attention? Because we give certain people the benefit of a doubt while attacking other people who are innocent, like drag queens. We attack them because they're unique in the way that they live their life as, as compared to the, the ultra-right who are accusing them of certain things. Once again, I will say, I'm not telling you how to think. I'm asking, would you like to think? Given the facts, where do you think the truth is? Are drag queens groomers? Or are the alt-right just hate the LGBTQ community? If you can come up with evidence that this 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 disproves what I believe, which is that the alt-right just hates the LGBTQ community. I welcome it. Send it to the email, DM me in the, on the Instagram account, tweet at me on, on our Twitter page. I have no problem with all of that. I welcome di dialogue if you can back it up. Don't come to me with no nonsense because like I said with my sister, I don't like talking to dumb people. And when I mean dumb people, I'm not talking about ignorant people. I'm talking about dumb people. Dumb people are the people that get their information and still can't process it or they don't want to. I'm not going to talk to dumb people. I'll talk to intelligent people. But until that time, I think I proved my, my case. The people that are accusing drag queens of being groomers are just haters. <laughs> All right, for the last segment, I got another crazy story with Bruce. So this happened probably like eight, nine years ago. So right outside of Washington, D.C., there's this area called Arlington. 
Uh, it's actually being changed to a different name that I can't think of right now because Amazon is coming through with buying up everything and building up everything. But in this one particular place in Arlington, it's right outside of Pentagon. It's called Pentagon City. Uh, it's attached to a metro stop. So if you're ever in D.C. and you got and you come in in National and you take the uh, metro, you know, Pentagon City, Crystal City, you're going to pass one of those. So I'm getting off at Crystal City and this young woman and this young child approach me now. I've explained that I have a Superman complex and I try to save everybody. My sister jokes on me all the time that I don't set boundaries. This is one of those examples. So the young woman comes up to me and she says that her and her son haven't eaten. And would it be okay if I would buy her child something to eat? Absolutely. Right. They're not asking me for money. They're asking me to feed them. Let me tell you something. Any person that's out there that's like unhoused or uh, in a struggle, you see those people that hold those signs up in front of grocery stores and just say, hey, can you buy me food? I will do that. I'm not real keen to giving out money, but also at the same time, if, a, if it's a drug addict or an alcoholic and they just want to get a fix and want to get drunk, who am I to tell them that they should and shouldn't? So I'm, I'm going, most of the time, if I got it on me, I'm going to help somebody out. So we're in Crystal City and Crystal City has this drive called Crystal Drive. And on this drive, there's a lot of uh, uh, food joints, right? It's pizza, hamburgers and restaurants and such. So I said to her, yeah, of course, there's a pizza place right down here. I can go get him. A, I can get him a couple of slices of pizza. She says, well, he had pizza yesterday. All right. OK. All right. Well, OK, there's a burger joint right here down the street. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's healthy. Okay. We had pizza the other day. Uh, okay. And that's not okay. So a burger isn't healthy. All right. All right. Um, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is right down here. Oh, damn. It's Sunday. Okay. So that won't work. Um, it was like a subway. Subway is right down the road. She, she was like, no, I don't think subway will work. So now I'm starting to get a little agitated because I'm trying to help but nothing is good enough. So I finally, I get a little annoyed and I say, okay, where would you like to go? And she does a long pause and she goes, how about legal seafood? Now, people that don't know what legal seafood is, legal seafood is in this area is comparable to McCormick and Schmidt. Uh, I don't know certain areas, what's comparable as far as seafood. Let's say if Red Lobster is a seafood restaurant that you would go to that's relatively cheap, I'm not saying anything bad about Red Lobster. I go to Red Lobster every year for my birthday. I love Red Lobster. But if Red Lobster is on the cheap end, if Red Lobster is like a, out of a four-star restaurant, Red Lobster is like one and a half. Legal seafood is like a two and a half, three. Maybe a three. Maybe a three, right? It's a, it's a higher end but not so much so that you would go super dressed up, right? Like you're going you're gonna to spend a little bit there, but not super dressed up. But they got a kid's menu. So I said, okay, fine. Legal seafoods it is. And it's legal seafoods. I didn't just put an S on it. Like, you know, most black people do. It's legal seafoods. So we walk down to legal seafood and we walk in and I say, hey, I would like to, you know, order some food for the young man. Um, and, and I asked her, are y'all going to sit down and eat or uh, are y'all going to get it to go? She was like, I'm going to sit down and eat. 
will you sit down with us? Like, no, I have something I have to do. Did I have something I had to do? No, but I just didn't want to sit down and eat. I'm socially awkward anyway, so I just didn't want to do it. So we get the kid's menu, and as he's looking over the menu, she says to me, would you mind if I got something to eat too? Now, I know what everybody's thinking. This is a setup, and I knew it was a setup from jump, right? Like, this is not getting past me. I know it's a setup, but regardless if it's a setup or not, the baby still needs to eat. So I'm not going to deprive this baby from eating even though he got a hustling ass mama. I'm going to feed this baby. Now she said she wanted to get something. She asked me right in front of, of the server. So I'm in the situation where I could say no, but maybe she's hungry too. I know I'm getting ganked. I know that. I know this, right? So I know people are out there listening like, Bruce, what the hell do you think? I know this as it's going on. But once a kid, once again, I'm gonna do everything for the kids. Bruce and Bruce love the kids. So. I said, sure, I'll get you something to eat. So she goes down to the menu and she tells the server, I'll take the lobster rolls. <clears throat> Let me explain to y'all uh, what the price was on the lobster rolls. There was no price. It said market price. There was no price. So this chick that I just met 10, year, 10 minutes ago, as I'm getting off of the Metro has now ganked me into getting not only her kids some food, which I'm willing to do every day of the week. I don't care, but is now a hustle me out of a lobster roll that I wouldn't even get myself because the price says market price. Now we were complaining about my man, not wanting to put $3, not pay $3 for cheese. This market price lobster roll, $35. The whole thing cost me $50, including the tip cost me $60 because I'm not going to punish the server just because I'm getting ganked. So I got ganked out of $60 all because Bruce Bruce loved the kids and want to feed the kids. Yes, this is a true story. This really happened. And this isn't the only time things like this has happened to me. My sister could tell a story. I don't remember the details of the story because I was drunk of a time where a home an unhoused man ganked me out of McDonald's, right? I was going to feed him McDonald's and then everything that I was like going to get him wasn't good enough. Now, I know that I don't set boundaries. I know that people can get over on me sometimes. Does it matter to me? No, it doesn't matter. Like, I believe in karma. I put it out there. Hopefully the good karma comes back. I'm still waiting for that damn good karma to come back because I ain't got my $60 back. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? The kid ate, it was all worth it. And that's the story at the time I got ganked out of $60 getting this woman a market price lobster roll. <laughs> but on that note, that's gonna do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've got some interesting stuff coming up next week. A very interesting interview coming out on Tuesday that I think you guys will enjoy. That's a teaser to check it out. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash unsolicited perspectives to get the talking straight is show and the after hours episode with my sister but until next time i'm a holla thank you for listening to unsolicited perspectives with bruce anthony please subscribe like comment share and donate donations help us keep giving you this free content each and every week until next time audi 5000 peace